Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Python. My name is Terry and today's show will be called Behind the Motherboard. We'll talk about the former IT companies that were in the forefront but failed to continue in the technology world. All right, we're going to talk about three particular companies. They were really, they were really blown up in the early 90s. Well, say the 90s, and then they failed 2000, 2007. But these companies were right around around the time of the the dot com era. You know, when everyone had to have a, had to have a company and you know that type of thing. And we want to be out there. We want to be the new and the greatest out there. But you failed. Okay. So I remember the companies. Um, there was one called Red. There was a whole bunch of them. They were just popping up all over the place. And then they found out they weren't making any money. They had all these excess servers and everything. We'll get into that. Um, what else? We'll talk about what's going on. This is a long weekend for some people. And then when, uh, we'll get into that. And then what else? So we'll talk about some college basketball. We'll talk about last week's Super Bowl. So we're going to come back and uh, do a good show. Come back and, and let's get started. So listen to the music. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, my name is Terry Toot, and my show is called Bike Time. And like I said, we're going to talk about uh, three companies that were high flyers back in the day, and they were just really, really going at it. And they were blowing up, and then all of a sudden, their demise had came in. And we'll talk about that. First and foremost, we're going to talk, uh, we'll send our condolences to Raquel Welch, who passed away, I think it was on... Thursday. Oh, such a beautiful lady of Cuban descent. And she was unbelievably beautiful. Unbelievable. She was 82 years old when she died, but she made movies. They weren't the best movies, but there were movies you can watch on late night, Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, you know, beautiful lady, beautiful actress. And her movies in the late 60s, 70s, they're really, really, really uh, something else. But uh, she was like that tall, Booksome, you know, knockout woman. Beautiful, beautiful. Like I said, she was of Cuban descent. Very beautiful. Like I said, her movies are not like Academy Award type of thing, but they were just out there. She made real. She made some movies out there, and um, you know, like I said, my deepest sympathy to her family, and she will always be remembered. And also, let's talk about last week's Super Bowl. I made a prediction that. The Philadelphia set, uh, Philadelphia Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? I was wrong, just like the other prognosticators that are out there. So, Patrick Mahomes, one and a half feet. I don't know how he did it. Um, 
Philadelphia turned the ball over. Uh, what else? That was that one turnover, ladies and gentlemen. That was it. But I thought at the halftime, they were up by 10, that they were going to steamroll over them. But Kansas City got the ball, and they held it for so long. Then they kept scoring, scoring. And then the special teams were scoring. So that was a weird game. Uh, and they got the ball, and they held it for so long. And like I said, the field goal kicker kicked it. And, and like I said, like they always say, the rest is history. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, he put on the show. MVP, he deserved it. And Eric Bieniemy, I just heard today that he signed a contract with the Washington Commanders as the true offensive coordinator. So now he's going to be calling the offensive calls. When he was with Kansas City, he had the plays, but he had to go through Andy Reid, the coach, because um, he was a big-time uh, offensive guru when he was in Philadelphia. But other than that, that's it. And like I said, this is President, President Day weekend. I don't know if anybody's got plans or anything like that. Um, nothing really going on here in my household. Just going to chill. Maybe go do a brunch tomorrow. Other than that, uh, that's it. And um, go ch- uh, maybe listen, uh, watch a few college basketball games that are on TV. After I get done doing work around the house, because you know you got to do your work, people. Um, what else? Yeah, so I'm looking forward to watching some college basketball and hearing some music tomorrow, if we can get in, because it's sold out. Go figure, on a Sunday morning. But uh, what else? Uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing exciting. I live a dull life, people. I'm not that person that's being blown away, anything like that. So um, but that's it. So let's get to the show. And so, like I said, we're going to talk about um, some of these companies that were in that dot-com era that are no longer here and because they were bought out by other larger corporations. So the first company we're going to talk about today is Novell. If people say, who is Novell? I remember them very well. Uh, I worked at, um, what's the name of the company? Oh, my God. Uh, Nextel in Rutherford, New Jersey. And to we had computers. It was the first job I had was at the, it was a call center there. So we had to reach out to facilities in White Plains, New York, uh, McLean, Virginia, and I think Michigan, and some places out in California. So they had to have networking systems, and they had WAN systems in there. So uh, this is where Novell came in. And Novell was a... Wow, one company that, you know, they were doing networking. So I'm going to give you a little history on them. Um, Let's see, it was a software and services company. It was headquartered in Provo, Utah, and existed from 1980 until 2014. But they had a multi-platform networking operating system. So you work on different platforms with the software that they had. Um, We're not getting to all the other stuff and everything like that. so what and what came about was uh, the netware had the netware software had a sixty three percent market share. Let me repeat that: they had a sixty three percent market share of the network. That's big because you still got Microsoft out there. You got other companies that are out there, okay? And here they are, 
this company from out of Utah was just dominating. Okay. And um, so the company started out as Novell Data Systems. Um, they were basically manufacturing and, you know, computers for the small business sector. And, you know, they had a couple guys, their co-founders, George Canova and Jack Davis, and they were experienced computer executives at this time. And then the guy bought into it by Mr. Mr. Ray Norda, and he started getting, you know, he started moving things in the company, okay? So um, they changed the name from Novell Data System to just Novell, and the Novell Netware was their bread and butter, okay? It was their platform network operating system. So I don't know how many uh, people out there remember Novell, but Novell was huge, okay? So the Novell product, okay, uh, it was a proprietary hardware server based on the Motorola 68000 processor. And, okay, this with the NAS or the network operating system was known as the Nova SNET or SheerNet. So, and this is back in the early 80s, ladies and gentlemen. This is when the companies just thought, and, and, and top it off, you could walk on, like they were saying, you can walk on multi-platforms with netware software because this is something you're working on multiple platforms okay so say for instance ibm wants to work on um apple and it was using other uh software companies to use because it was multi-platform okay um you know it came on the scene you know, if you remember, some of you, the old school computer people, remember VisiCalc, BASIC and all that? Well, it was running applications like VisiCalc on here. And, you know, for Apple and all these other companies, and they were just starting to increase their market share. And and they were very fast, okay, um, in the operations. And... Network also excelled uh, to computer security on consideration, supporting user and group-based roles, volume, and file-level access restrictions. And uh, I'm a system administrator. This is what they like. And just imagine something like that came about if Novell was around today. So it would be perfect. But, um, you know, it was making a lot of money, people. They were selling, um, you know, the netware was out. It was their bread and butter. It was a networking pl platform they were using out there. So all the top companies, all the Fortune 100 companies were using it. Okay. So then uh, they were selling their own Ethernet cards. Let's not forget now. This is the 80s, late 80s. So they're selling Ethernet. So you needed a NIC or an network interface card or ethernet card to connect to to uh networks and this is something that they were producing and they were selling them you know uh, you figure what they were selling twenty thousand a, a month that's a lot of money back that was a lot of money back then okay back in the 80s and um and they were just making tons and tons of money then all of a sudden uh some company by the name of Microsoft came along. Well, they were always there, but they said, Hold on, people. You're not gonna be in you're in my market. 
you're taking up my money now. So Microsoft came in, um, you know, like I said, they want to take on Microsoft. And Microsoft had Windows NT that was on the market, okay? And Windows NT is a networking software, just like Novell. Um, so Microsoft, with all the money they had, so it was getting huge investments for Windows NT. Um, okay, upon the networking and more advanced operating system capabilities, um, and it changed Novell. Novell was not standing still at this time because they they were betting, they were gambling. They're basically gambling, saying, you know what? Microsoft's not going to do anything. We're going to stay still for a minute, and then we're going to come back. But Microsoft was building up more and more market share of the networking share of networking market out there. Um, so so the inclusion, so what they're saying, you know, PC operating system in 95, uh, it made, like I said, Novell shares started to uh, decline. And like I said, Microsoft, um, you could use Microsoft, their operating systems. You get Windows 3.1, Windows NT, Windows 95, and Linux, and OS2 all have built-in network functionality. So this is, a, even though Novell was a multi-platform, here it is, Microsoft being even more it's something that's built in to your operating system now, okay? And now here, NetWare was starting the shares were starting to fall. The share of the market was declining rapidly. Um, by 97, uh, Microsoft, uh, Windows NT was winning 40% of the networking uh, operating system, uh, network operating installation network versus 33% for NetWare. Um, and within the next few years, Windows NT took over from Novell. But I want to say this to everybody, that Microsoft needed a challenge at that time because Novell was taking up the market. And it was a great networking operating system. It really was. It was a truly good networking. I just think that they got too complacent where they were. And Microsoft, with all the money, and they got an investment from outside companies saying, hey, listen, I got something here that we're working on that can we can blow, we could bundle everything together better than Novell. And it's it dwindled. Um, now NetWare's market share, it went down to 26%. Microsoft has taken over even more. And... And then Linux was coming out now. So, you know, Linux is an open space type of uh, operating system. So that's even more, more platforms. So you got Microsoft, you got Windows, and you have Linux, and then you're running Unix, okay? By that time, it was too late. And now you're having a multiple platforms out there on the, on the market, and it's just something that's going to happen, people. You can't be complacent thinking, oh, okay, this is it. Boom. No, it doesn't work that way. So um, companies were getting worried. They were going to Microsoft uh, NT, and 
next thing you know, major layoffs that occurring at Novell, and it just started to dwindle. Um, like I said, by 2000, you know, netwear enterprise companies such as Chase Manhattan, uh, UPS, and University of Southern Cal uh, migrating. Um, they're migrating, from leaving our network, going to other operating systems, network and operating systems. Okay. Um, then things started to change, and market price of netware was starting to decline. And there were rumors that one, this is back in the two, early 2000s, um, one company called Elliott Associates wanted to buy it. They turned it down. Um, but eventually, um, Novell was sold in 2010 to the Attachmate Group for $2.2 billion. Um, then later on, Novell, the company that spun off from Novell, Attachmate was bought by Microfocus. And that was 20, uh, 2014. So but people had to realize that that company was huge. Um, Eric Schmidt came in and tried to help and try to mitigate stuff where, you know, we need to close out these products because they're not working. This product isn't working. And it, it just turned into a nightmare. And, you know, they still have products on the market. Um, after they got rebranded, they went to, let's see, at the Microfocus, um, you had Open uh, Enterprise Server, GroupWise, and then Zenworks, um, you know, this is what the past of Novell. But like I said, they were relabeled, re but the company demise was, it's just, it just couldn't work. And like I said, you have to have somebody keep Microsoft on their toes. But this company, I just think that Novell was a really good networking company, working on multiple platforms. Just that Microsoft was a little bit smarter. They got better engineers. If you get a chance, ladies and gentlemen, if you go out to the Pacific Northwest to Washington State, drive, you can't get into Microsoft, but you can drive, but it looks like a giant university. I went there about uh, about 14 years ago. And it looks like the whole town of Redmond is very expensive to begin with. But when Microsoft is located, it looks like a giant university. It's huge. That's why they have so much money. They have some of the best engineers, computer software engineers in the, in the world. So it's such a dominant company that they're not going anywhere. But that was the demise of Novell. And, you know, even though it was a great idea what they did, but they kept still. And they couldn't figure out what to do. So I had talked to them. They were a great company. They, you know, I used their product when I was working for Next uh, Next Town, and they were great. So um, that was one of those companies. Now I'm going to tell you why I used the name behind the motherboard. I know some years that are out there. There was a show on VH1 called VH1 Behind the Music. It was a show about bands that were out back in the day uh, making all the money on tour and everything and all of a sudden bam you don't hear from them for 15 years who are you then you find out that 
band members will fight one another. Same thing with the technology world. Fight people. You know, you got your chairman, your CEOs, you got your uh, some of the executives will fight with other people, and then demise happens. Basically, same thing. So if you anyone that remembers VH1, that's where I got the title of that from, okay? <laughs> Something different. Okay, the next company we want to talk about is Netscape. I'm going to move a little bit faster here. So Netscape was Netscape um, Navigator was a browser. And let me tell you, that thing worked like a charm. Loved that browser. It was great. That browser was great. I don't care what anybody says. I love Netscape. Netscape Navigator and then Communicator. So, um, so it, this company started off in uh, University of Illinois, the National Center for Supercomputing uh, and Applications. Um, started off with Mike, um, Mark Andreessen. He was one of the um, founders um, with Jim Clark. And, and Jim Clark um, was one of the founders also, but he didn't stay very long. But he was, you know, he had a say and he had ideas that were perfect for the Netscape browser. Um, once again, uh, the company started off in, uh, at the University of Illinois, but eventually they made their way out to Silicon Valley, Mountain View area, uh, you know, Stanford, all this. It's all out there, same thing. Anyway, so, yeah, Mark and Jason was a graduate from there, like I said, working in the supercomputer, and he came up with this idea. Listen, let's come up with something that we can scour the Internet, okay? This is early, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, you remember those discs we used to get from AOL? Well, um, the browser, Netscape, was built in, okay? It, phenomenal. It was a phenomenal product, okay? It was a phenomenal product. And, you know, they started off back in the uh, late 90s, I mean, 90s, and, you know, they had a press release in 94, what it was going to do, how it was positioned, but it came in at the right time because it was around the time of the dot-com. You know all those little companies that are coming out, the dot-coms? This is when the, um, the Navigator came out. So um, it came out, man, it was doing this thing. So let me explain to you a few things about the, the Navigator, okay? Like I said, it came already built in. Ready to rock and roll. So the features it had, it had built-in cookies. Now, everyone's like, cookies? You know what cookies are. It had the cookies, frames, proxy, autoconfig, and JavaScript, all built into this browser, okay? So basically, it's a multi-platform browser that can go across networks, okay? And... Like it was, a, it was owning fifty percent of the market share back in the day, okay. And the browser software available to, you know, Windows three point one, Windows ninety five, Windows ninety eight, Windows NT, um, Macintosh, Linux, OS two, which is IBM, and it was working across all those platforms, and then, and then they started working with prototypes, uh, Constellation. You know what I'm saying? And then they went to the communicator, okay? And like I said, 
they kind of made a mistake, okay? Because they changed some programming in the navigator, okay? And you know when you do that, and Microsoft is like, hold up, hold up, hold up a minute here. You guys are not going to defeat us. I think we're weak. I think we got balls. We're going to come at you. Okay. So what they did with Microsoft said, you know what? We're not going to sit here and just let you do this to us. All right. And, but the problem was they changed the settings and some of the configurations in the browser. And for that, they made a major mistake. Um, it became crash. It was crashing, and it had bugs in it. And it was too late because Microsoft came up with Internet Explorer. And another thing, Microsoft Explorer was built in with the OS, and you know those crazy disks they had back in the day. So. Not only do you have Netscape, but you now you have Internet Explorer. And my Internet Explorer was just blowing away the network now. So everybody's like, okay, I got Internet Explorer. It's got better configuration settings than the Netscape communicator. And and what happened there, it just it went downhill from there. Okay. Um, the problem was also. Um, they were using Netscape was using um, the web developers use proprietary browser specific extensions in web pages, but for some odd reason, the the modifications that Netscape was using were not working properly, and it was their demise, um, and it just didn't work from there. Microsoft saw that and they went for the kill. And it's been, ever since then, it's been Microsoft again. So that's where Internet Explorer came in. And like I said, it was, that was it. It was it. That was it. And what else we have here? Yeah. And Microsoft, um, and also too, Net, Netscape Communicator was slower, okay? The web page is too illustrated. Um, it was just too much. It, it was just too much. And it was really, like I said, buggy. It was crashing. Microsoft saw that, and they just took over. And so at that time, uh, Netscape knew that they had an issue, and they had to change. So... Um, things started to, it started working out bad for them. Um, they tried to release more versions of the Netscape communicator. Um, Netscape 5 didn't work. Um, then they tried uh, a new GUI in Netscape 6. Um, didn't win anybody over. Same thing. Platform's too slow. And after that, they lost market share. And then, as of uh, them on December twenty eighth, two thousand seven, they had sold Netscape to AOL. But 
before they did that, they were testing a browser called Mozilla, and that was released in June of 2002. And ladies and gentlemen, what do we have on our computers right now? Mozilla, Mozilla Firefox. And that was one of the, and to me, I use it right now. I use Chrome as my main browser, uh, but I also use Netscape, excuse me, Mozilla Firefox. Edge, horrible. I uh, just can't figure it out why it's so bad. But, but that was a demise. Um, they had changed configurations in the browser. And uh, once again, Microsoft with its dominant money and engineers, there's nothing you can do about that. So, okay, we're going to talk about one more company real quick. And we're going to end it on that note. Okay, the next company, Sun Microsystems. Have you ever heard of them? I've heard of them. Uh, they did the SunSpark. Uh, they had all kind of everything, hardware, software. And they were another one that bundling things. And so Sun, Sun products uh, included compute servers, workstations, built on the RISC Spark processor architecture. Now, this company was formed back in the 80s, and these, these, these guys were um, graduates of Stanford University, which is basically sitting in Silicon Valley and your brain to go there anyway. So, so the original founder was Scott McNeely, Bernard Koshla, Andy Bechtolsheim, and Bill Lloyd. I'm more familiar with Scott McNeely because I would see him on the financial show. So he was like the main spokesperson for um, some microsystem. And um, they were a huge company. They, they were just selling everything too. And, and they were building servers right around that dot com. And, you know, they just, you know, selling their servers, making money, money, money. Then all of a sudden when the dot com came, it was it. I mean, there's, their market share just took a major hit, okay? Um, you know, they were doing all kinds of day. What else did they do? Um, so their processors, like I said, the Spark, AMD, Opteron, and uh, Intel processors, to, and they developed their own storage systems also. They also had a suite of products, software products, and, and their main operations was the Solaris. Solaris uh, operating system. And they were first to develop the Java platform. And they, another company that was tremendous, tremendous, tremendous company. But once again, once the dot com era died out, they couldn't sell those servers anymore. You know, they couldn't do anything about it. So, you know, people were leaving them. They're saying, hey, you guys aren't what you are. We're going to go someplace else. And then, you know, major losses, stock price, had, uh, uh, bottomed out to $20 at one time. It was $250 a share on Wall Street. But, um, you know, you had people writing, like I said, the JavaScript done by Mr. James Gosling, but it wasn't enough. Um, it just wasn't enough. So in January 2010, uh, some microsystem purchased was purchased by Oracle, and you know who that is, okay? 
and you know that was that was the demise but that company was it they were all over the financial firms they were on um cnbc um cnn all the financial shows they were on tv at the time around the late 90s early 2000s mr scott mcneely was on there talking about the show and how you know how you know what's their future going to be like for some microsystems but because they were once again company relying on something that was not going to be there um they took a hit and so larry ellison from oracle they both they use the same platform and plus java was a you know because they had the sunspox um servers and it was running java and and they had their servers so larry ellison said listen i'm gonna buy you so he took over the company and like they say the rest is history so but other than that ladies and gentlemen uh, that's going to be our show for today and these are just companies that i remember coming up back in the day and um they're no longer here but the remnants of them are still around you know we still got java okay sometimes you get an email or you um they'll push out a patch saying hey you need to download java to upgrade blah you know or you might have an application where I say, hey, you need to update Java. Or you might get it on, on your OS. Hey, Java needs to be updated. Go to Oracle and download the latest Java. All right? But uh, I hope everyone's enjoyed the long weekend. I don't go back to work until Tuesday. But uh, like I said, I hope everyone enjoys the weekend. And we're going to leave on this note. This is uh, Mercy Mercy by Cannonball Orderly. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Please stay safe out there. Enjoy your weekend. Have fun. Be well. Take care. And what they say, keep shooting for the stars, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to end it on this day. On this note, Mercy Mercy by Cannonball Adderley. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Take care. You know, sometimes we're not prepared for adversity. When it happens, sometimes we're caught short. We don't know exactly how to handle it when it comes up. Sometimes we don't know just what to do when adversity takes over. <laughs> and uh, I have advice for all of us. I got it from our pianist, Joe Zabinu, who wrote this tune. And it sounds like what you're supposed to say when you have that kind of problem. It's called Mercy, Mercy. Mercy.
Mercy, mercy, mercy.